this is Tosha, and you're listening to the Supernova Tosha Show podcast, the show that discusses social issues and how it affects our community. Today, we are going to be discussing classroom battlefields. Well, on the school compounds, the saying goes, they bout to throw them bows, they bout to swing them things. Well, social media has an oculation of school fights. Now, these just aren't your ordinary pupils fighting each other. These are teachers versus the students. Now, here's a compilation of what is happening in our schools. Take a look at this. Shocking sight it was for students in class yesterday. All of this, by the way, going down right here on the campus of Miami Central could record that fight. And now we're learning that video may possibly lead to criminal charges against the student involved. Shocking video surfacing on social media showing a student at Miami Central Senior High appearing to attack a substitute teacher. The classroom chaos posted online yesterday appears to have been recorded by other students who witnessed the fight while sitting in class. Take another look and you can see the student in question appearing to charge at the substitute teacher. At some point, the sub puts that student into a headlock before both eventually fall to the floor. The whole time, other kids can be heard reacting in the background. I thought it was just crazy. Like, I saw the video on my phone and I was like, oh my God. Students we spoke with identified that sub as Mrs. Ferguson, who they say frequently fills in for various classes. I was just wondering, like, what made that student fight the teacher like that? I don't understand this generation these days, but this was taking place now. This woman is a substitute teacher herself, and while she wasn't involved in this fight, she says times have sure changed since she was a student. Oh, it's a way big difference. We have respect. We ain't no teacher. We sit down, we did what they say, we did our work. We know, we just show really respect. Yeah, and within the last hour, we did receive an updated statement from the school district reading in part, quote, all indicators point to the student having been the aggressor here. They say it is evident that the employee used great restraint in her attempts to de-escalate the situation as a result of her unacceptable behavior. They're talking about the student here. That student will now be disciplined according to the Code of Student Conduct, and they say she may be facing criminal charges as a result. Now, so far, the name of that student has not been released, but according to some of the other students we spoke with out here, they tell us she is in the 10th grade here at Miami Central. If you want to see more of that downright shocking video, we've got a link to this story posted on my social media pages. You can follow me at Trent Kelly, WPLG. For now, that's the very latest live here in Northwest Miami-Dade. Trent Kelly, Local 10. Involving a student and a substitute teacher at Rocky Mount High School. A profanity-laced video has surfaced and shared online multiple times. It shows the pair arguing over a cell phone and then everything turning physical. Take a look. Why does the rules not situation continues to escalate obviously to this moment both the student and the substitute teacher swinging at each other within seconds 
The students on the ground restrained by the shove, disturbing all the way around. It is important to point out we do not know what happened before the recording started or how that incident ultimately ended. Police identified the substitute teacher as Xaviera Steele. Nash County Public School System is telling us that she has worked with them since 2021. The student was only identified as a juvenile. WRL's Destiny Patterson is working to get in touch with the teacher and looking into possible charges. ABC 7 News senior education reporter Leanne Melendez has the details. The video shows the substitute teacher exchanging words with the student before grabbing and slamming him on the ground as other students watched in disbelief. The teacher then forces the student out of the classroom. According to the West Contra Costa District, prior to the incident, the student had made a racial slur. There is no like. I just think he could have taken better precautions, like calling the principal or some authority. So I just think it really it was a bad move. I'll say that. This parent, Irma Beltran, found the teacher's actions disturbing. I'm feeling angry. The incident has rattled Richmond High. Today, ABC 7 News was given cell phone video of a gathering organized by the Black Student Union. They addressed other students denouncing the use of any racial slurs and also asking the school to ensure everyone's safety. Those who have been taught by the substitute teachers say he's liked by students. He was a pretty cool guy from when he subbed in my classrooms. Yeah, he was just a normal teacher. He was just there. Would just be there if we needed him. The school district fired the teacher and issued this statement. The student is safe with their family and our school and district are fully investigating the incident. Also investigating the incident is Richmond Police. So far, it's not clear if charges will be filed against the teacher. We will finish our investigation, conduct our interviews, and then we will forward that report to the district attorney. And then they will review the case and make an ultimate filing decision as far as whether this amounts to a felony crime, a misdemeanor crime, and what charges should be filed, if any. In Richmond, Leanne Melendez, ABC 7 News. Okay, so there you have it. That is just a snippet of um, some of the things that's happening in on campus, our battlefields, as I call them. You know, I remember, um, you know, being a teacher was once a highly respected profession. You had to, um, you had to have a university degree, which took years of higher education before you held such a, a coveted and honorable position. And um, teachers were really loved; they were admired and held in the highest regard because they went over and above for students. There's teachers that used to, you know, stay after class and uh, they would you'd stay after class to ensure that no student was left behind. So, you know, I, I've seen teachers with extra clothing, clothing just in case a student messed up their clothes. And, um, you know, they had clean, brand new clothing in the classroom, new outfits for them. I've heard of a teacher once... Um, at a school uh, in in uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, um, she was the type of teacher that she knew that some of her children, some of her students, would leave their homes without having breakfast. 
you know, whatever the financial situation is, was at home or the family situation is, you know, she was aware because she built a rapport with those students. And I know that uh, some of the former students said that she would have baked goods because she could bake, she could cook and she could bake, but she'd have baked goods like, you know, organically made from her home. And she would have, she'd bring them to her class. She'd have those cakes, she'd bring donuts. Um, you know, she had cereal, she had a cooler with milk and she had little, um, paper bowls with, uh, um, with spoons. And so her students, whether in her class or not in her class were privy to that, um, you know, to the foods that she would bring. And, you know, this is what I knew of teachers. These teachers are the noble educators that leave you with fond memories of youth and positive and positive memories of school life. And these are the memories that you hold dear for decades after you leave school. So, you know, I remember in, in high school, I had a Spanish teacher who never raised her voice. From the first day of class, when she introduced herself, she told us that she will never speak in a raised voice because she didn't grow up in a home with anyone yelling and fighting. Therefore, she's not accustomed to it and she'll never do it, even while she's in school teaching. So the way she was able to control the classroom, um, she would just shut down. She says, if you ever see me shut down, that means you're too loud, you're getting too rambunctious and this is my way of letting you know you need to quiet down. And she would stop teaching. She would turn around. She would look everyone, um, you know, completely in total silence. And that's how you knew that she was, she was madder than a wet hen. You know, she would not say a word. She would just stop. Even if it's in the middle of an, in, you know, an instructional period, um, she would just go into a trance until every single person was quiet, until you could hear a pin drop, she never raised her voice. Now, maybe it's, you know, due to the fact that I attended school in the 1900s, <laughs> as the young kids say nowadays, I attended school in the olden days when children were more respectable. And, um, you know, prior to high school, I can remember my middle school, my middle school days, they had paddling. You were able to paddle children and the type of household that I was raised in corporal punishment was at the top of the list. So I made sure that I was not going to be one of those students where a stranger was going to put a whoop into my backside because first of all, I am very tender skinned and you know, I just would not want to know the shame of of a parent having to watch a stranger paddle your own child. You know what I mean? It just, the parent-child dynamics for me would have been so awkward if that were to ever happen. So my expectations from a teacher is to have effective classroom management skills. Now, this is no way that I'm putting the blame on the teacher. I actually feel like no one was right in, in this scenario. And, you know, some people are saying, you know, if you're a teacher and you're swung on or what have you, you know, this is how you react. 
you you can't you can't be the rock in this situation. You can't be, you know, um, coming out like Rocky. You have to be a Chris Rock in a situation like this. When you are swung on, and, that, and that's why I couldn't teach. I could never be in a classroom with, with students because you definitely can't, you can't be Rocky. You got to be Chris Rock and you got to take that L. And as a teacher, you are the adult in the situation and you you have to build a rapport with students and you have to have a relationship. Now in the videos, I see adults, first of all, arguing and going back and forth up and down, left to right around the corner and down the yellow brick road, you know, with, you know, building all this rage and anger until everyone loses their composure. And then a physical altercation ensues. For me, um, there is no way that anyone over the age of 30 should be arguing with anyone under the age of 30. Because with young people, one thing that I explain to young people is this, their brain may have stopped growing in size, but the frontal cortex, which is behind the forehead, it isn't completely developed until the late 20s. Some people say about 24, but we're looking at anywhere from 25, 26, 27, 28. And by by age 30, that's when it's really and fully developed. So in the interim, when that area of the brain is developing, these young people, these teenagers, not only are their hormones raging out of control, but because the brain is still developing, there's certain things that they lack. Like teenagers, they lack empathy. You know, they have no no realization how their behaviors impact other people. And, you know, they're, they're very self-absorbed. It's always about satisfying their needs and wants. And they don't take into consideration the other party's views. If you ever listen to most teenagers, they're like, well, I don't care. I don't care what people think. And I don't care about this. And I don't care about that. And they really honestly don't care at that moment in their life because of what's the, the underdevelopment of their, their cortex. Now, another thing is that they're very impulsive and they are void of making good sound judgment. So, um, when you dissect all of these points, how do you consciously go back and forth with these young folks? I, I'm not arguing with, with a person whose brain isn't even fully developed because then I'd be a half wit myself. I'm not, I'm not doing it. So what I observed in the Rocky Mountain video, because that's the latest one and that's the one that's been on the news um, most recent, we only see the last, the latter part of what happened. We don't really know what transpired before the student got up and walked behind the teacher's desk. Now, um, you know, before the student made it that far, I feel like school resource officers or the principal, someone should have been summoned. Somebody should have been present. Again, um, not putting blame on on the, the the substitute teacher herself because, of course, that student, you know, being whether she's in the tenth grade, so she's fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, around that age. You do know right from wrong, and there are certain places you don't go in the classroom, and that's behind the the, the teacher's desk. And um, you know, just another adult should have been present. Um, again, we don't know if you know they were arguing for a long time, or you know, did the student just suddenly 
did she just, you know, leapt out of her seat and go behind the teacher's desk? We have no idea because again, we only saw the last part in that video. And I can tell you one thing, we're going to be seeing a lot more of this. It's not going to end. It's going to escalate because in 2022, right, there was a school job fair and me being the inquisitive person that I am, I went for research purposes only because I was curious. I was curious because I was, um, I know that there is a lack of teachers, um, and, you know, with teachers going on strike and they're saying that they're underpaid and, you know, I really wanted to know. And another thing is that I had heard a rumor that they were so, they had no teachers that they were just hiring anybody that you no longer needed or required a degree to teach. So when I saw this job fair, I was curious. I wanted to go down for myself and find out how truthful that was. Well, I, you know, I went and, um, I, um, what I saw is this. So they were having, they were hiring, they were hiring people on the spot. So all you needed was a four year degree. It didn't matter what your degree was in. It could have been in creative writing, communications, art history, entrepreneurship, fashion design, travel and tourism. It really did not matter what your degree was in. As long as you had a four-year degree, they they were hiring you on the spot. So there were stations set up by, um, the stations were set up by the names of schools and the positions that were available. And um, you would just, you know, be interviewed and hired on the spot as a teacher. And the starting salary was 32 something an hour, like 32.50 or 32.75 per hour. And, um, you know, there was also a representative there from the teacher's unit, from the teacher's union rather. And um, he would ask, you know, as people would walk by, they had their resumes. Now there are a lot of positions. There were school bus drivers, there were custodial positions, just anything to do with the school board. They were looking for people. So the, the representative from the teachers union, he would ask, you know, if anyone just received a job offer as a teacher. And as long as you said, yes, he would call you over and tell you to complete the form to become a part of the teachers union. And, um, you know, I don't know if the job offer was contingent on passing a background check. I do hope that it was or it is. Um, but I just know that I observed one young lady went up to the representative and said, yes, I just got offered the job. And she showed up right then and there, interviewed and got the job offer. Uh, I know for substitute teacher position, it was, uh, there was an agency there that you applied with the agency and all you needed was to have like one day of college, just step on the college campus and have one day of classes. And they were ready to get you into a substitute teacher position. So, you know, teachers, whether you are a full-time or you're a substitute teacher or you're a teaching assistant, they need certain soft skills that are natural. Some soft skills cannot be taught. And 
want, you need to have emotional intelligence as a teacher, whether you're a substitute, a teacher's, um, a teacher's assistant or a full-time teacher, you have to have emotional intelligence. And that's something that you cannot be taught. It's, it, you know, in other words, you have to be aware of the temperament and the emotional state of that student. What can be taught are problem solving skills. Uh, that's a soft skill that's super important as a teacher. You have to have problem solving skills because you have so many different personalities that are coming in. Some of these children are exposed to environments that would make you weak as an adult. And the, the stuff that little people have to deal with, young people, uh, teenagers that they have to deal with will sometimes um, make you cry. I was I was a volunteer with a guardian at Lightum and trust trust me, um, I didn't last long. Um, also, another soft skill that teachers need to have is conflict resolution. That is big to me. That's one of my biggest expectations of a teacher because this is something you're going to face daily. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not sure how a fashion design, if a fashion design school, you know, has this on their syllabus conflict resolution. I, I, I don't know, but anyway, these, um, these school children, these, these rebel rousing, easily angered, emotionally unstable, fit throwing teacher fighting youth, They don't have the slightest idea of what appreciation is. They have no concept of honor and they have no concept of what dignity is. For you to leap out of your seat and and throw um, a racial term at a teacher and to swing on your teacher for having your cell phone out, which clearly doesn't matter what school you attend, there are rules when it comes to cell phones. Even teachers um, they can't just pull out their cell phones and have their cell phones. So if the staff members are held to certain rules and certain codes, I'm not sure why students feel that um, they're they're not held uh, to to these restrictions as well. And you know, to, I don't know. They they just they don't adhere to rules. They marvel at defiance. They glorify violence and maltreatment. And as the other generation starts to become of age, they fall below moral and mental qualities. Now, the first thing people are quick to do is to blame the parents or the guardian. And I've heard adults say that, you know, when I was a child, when I was a kid, I was just a bad kid. I was a bad kid. And at home, I felt safe. I felt protected. I felt valued. My parents were actively engaged in my extracurricular and academic activities. I was just a bad kid or I, I love to fight. And, um, the, you know, you could come from a good home. You could come from a nurturing home. You can have great parents and you and your siblings get along well, but you just have that element about you where you just throw caution to the wind and do whatever you want to do. So, you know, you have to, before we start pointing fingers at parents, and yes, there are some situations where the parents do uphold these bad behaviors. Um, you know, I've had teachers say that 
they've had to confiscate confiscate the cell phones from the students and parents came in just boiling mad you know how dare you take my kid's cell phone however when the same teacher wanted that same parent to show up for a parent teacher conference because of bad grades or because of attendance issues that parent was nowhere to be found phone calls are unreturned and they never showed up they never emailed they never t- nothing but confiscated cell phone and there was that parent showing up and just you know letting the teacher have it so there are times where we we can say some of these uh some some parents do uphold these bad behaviors but there are times where it's not a parent's fault. There's so many factors to consider and to start uh, finger pointing at, at one party. It's just unfair. And the parents are the guardians and the school, the student body. Everybody needs to come together in a collective effort to minimize this. And I can tell you that I searched social media for assaults on teachers by students in European countries. And everything that popped up had to do with here in the United States. I searched, I searched, I found not, you know, I will quit. Let me just tell you this quick story. Um, so the first time I visited, uh, England, um, I was 13 years old and I remember being in London with my, my grandmother, God rest her soul. Um, I was in London with my grandmother. I was 13 years old and uh, grandma and I were on the public transportation and there were about four children and um, they, they were getting off at the, the stop and, um, you know, they were still in uniform. So, you know, you can tell that they left school, they left school and they were on their way home. Uh, the bus driver stopped the bus and all four children passed the driver and in their little voices and their cute little accents, all four children told the bus driver, thank you. And um, so I looked at my grandma and I was like, you know, we don't tell the bus driver thank you in America. We, you know, and I asked her, will the children be reported to the school if, if they don't say thank you? Like, why are they why are they saying thank you? Remember, I'm 13 at the time. I'm like, why are they saying thank you? Do they have to say thank you? Because, you know, um, your your school, each uniform is represented, whatever your school is, each school has their own uniforms. So I'm wondering if the bus driver could recognize what school they were coming from. And if they didn't say thank you and didn't have uh, good manners or acted proper on the bus, would they be reported? And so um, my grandma said, no, they're, he's not going to report them, you silly baby. That was one of her nicknames for me, silly baby. And um, so I asked, well, why are they thanking him? Isn't his job? He's just doing his job. So why are they saying thank you? And she just laughed and she said, you know, it's, it's just polite to say thank you to the driver. She says, even I say thank you. And um yeah. <laughs> well, when we came to our stop or we were, we were getting off of our stop, I approached the driver and with my really loud, obnoxious American accent, I was like, thank you. <laughs> and, um, you know, so perhaps it's, it's, uh, 
in Europe, things are, things are different. It's not perfect, but it, it's, it's different. But anyway, um, it, maybe it's the new norm here for North American children to assault instructors whenever they feel angry, whenever they feel emotional, whether, whenever they feel that they are in the right and they're entitled to whatever they want at that time. I, I, I don't really know. I just know that, um, back in the day in the 1900s when I was in school, I mean, we will mouth off. I mean, I've seen, uh, kids, you know, get mouthy with teachers, but physical attacks, uh, that's something that's really, really recent. And let me tell you something, these teachers now, they're not like the teachers that I had back in the 1900s. No, 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 no. These teachers are WWE watching, street fighter practicing, Mortal Kombat, open up a can of whoop ass on your kids. These teachers are saying, I'll take the charge, your honor, because teaching is my side hustle. I can make wigs. I can sell merch on Amazon and Etsy. And I'm a makeup artist and I rent my Tesla on Turo so I can make bail and I can make money while I sleep with this ankle bracelet on. <laughs> so to all the aunties and uncles and godmothers and godfathers and nanas and papas and memas and mothers and fathers, you better tell your children in your lives that they go to school to learn and to abide by the rules. Let them know, won't start nothing, won't be nothing, because these teachers are not playing. They are not sitting back. They're not taking that L. They're not taking that hit. And you better warn them cheering, they're cheering that it's, yeah, these, these new age teachers, not nice. Not nice. Anyway, I do want to thank you so much for being present with me today. Until next time, peace be still.